Blog Talk Radio. It's your girl, Cy Brown. Thank you for logging on to the Cy Brown Morning Show. Got to give a big shout-out to my super producer, Dewan. He's down in the ATL. He's holding down the chat room right about now. So I see Rabbit Pro in the chat room. Everybody just uh, follow me on Twitter and Facebook. D, if you're on Twitter, I know you're on Twitter. I know you're on Twitter and I know you're on Facebook. Rabbit Pro, hit him up. You can always hit me up. Just put Cy Brown in your Google search bar. And you'll find me. I think, is that too um, narcissistic if I just get, like, a Google Me t-shirt? I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> it just says Google Me. Uh, but anyway, it's all in good fun and all in good love. We have a great guest today. His name is Delaney Douglas. He is just doing big things. The one was like, you're sorry, we have to get him on the show. And I'm like, D, whatever you say, that's what it is. Uh, in honor of Black Music Month, and, and, and to add a little uh, – Seasoning to that, I don't know how many of you know that uh, today Tupac would have been 40 years old. And I just said to my a friend of mine that, like, I'm so happy to be 40. You know, I was, y'all know, for those of you who have known me for a long time, I really went kicking and screaming into my 30s. But the this 40 thing is so cool. And then when I when I look at my peers, those who kind of swing within, like, a three or four year window of me, you know, the 36s all the way up to, like, the 43s. We have some real heavy hitters, and, and, and Tupac was definitely one of those. So we're going to get into my favorite Tupac song, and then right on the other side we're going to bring in our guest, Delaney Douglas, to talk about what he's doing down in um, all over with music. He's got a great website. So uh, stay tuned. It's your girl, Cy Brown, for the Cy Brown Morning Show. Oh yeah, I get around, still clown with the underground when we come around. Stronger than ever, back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their necks to keep their hopes in check. Cause no big sweater, brother, majorly, and I don't know why your girl keeps paging me. She tell me that she needs me, cries when she leaves me, and everybody sees me to squeeze me. Ladies, take it easy. Hate to sound sleazy, but tease me. I don't want it if it's that easy. Hey, yo, bust it. Baby, got a problem saying bye-bye. Just another hazard of a fly guy. Your ass why don't matter. My pockets got fatter. Now everybody's looking for the ladder. And ain't no need in being greedy. You want to see me, try to keep a number, baby, when you need me. And I'll be there in a jiffy. Don't be picky, just be happy with this. Get around, yeah. Hey yo, shot. Let them hoes know. 
Now you can tell from my everyday fits, I ain't rich, so cease and desist with them tricks. I'm just another black man caught up in the mix, trying to make a dollar out of 15. Just cause I'm a freak don't mean that we can hit the sheets, baby I can see that you don't recognize me, I'm Shock G, the one who put the satin on your panties. Never knew a hooker that could share me, I guess. What's up love, how you doing? Well I've been hanging, singing, trying to do my thing, oh you heard that I was banging, your homegirl you went to school with. That's cool, but did she tell you about her sister and your cousin thought I wasn't? Uh. This weekend was made for Michelin, but it's a Monday, my day. So just let me hit it, yo. And don't mistake my date me for a clown. We can keep it on the down low, long as you know that I get around. <laughs> Thank you. That's what we need here on the show. Big shout out. Delaney, are you with us? I definitely am. What's going on? How are you? Thank you so much for coming out and hanging on the show with us today. Yeah, it's all good. I'm out on the West Coast, so you know it's uh, 6 o'clock here, oh. so it's extra early. Yo, you know what? Thank you for uh, thank you for, for, for hanging out with us. For those of you who know, we're live from New York uh, at 9 a.m., so that means a lot to me. If you actually woke up at 6 a.m. To, 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 to be a guest on the show. That means a lot to me. Thank you. <laughs> no, I appreciate the opportunity. Listen, uh, what's your favorite Tupac memory? My favorite Tupac memory? Yeah, uh, like, the last song you, know, you just played, I Get Around, was one of my favorite Tupac records. And then I would say, uh, of course, when I was young and watching Britain's Got a Baby and, and, and kind of catching yeah. on hip-hop with a, uh, with a strong message. But then also I would say, uh, you know, since his passing, his mom always has a, a annual concert in his benefit. And I think I've been oh, like wow. uh, three times. 
So I had a time, wow. you know, a chance to meet her and I had a chance to, uh, I'm also friends with a lot of his family. So a lot of his extended wow. family cousins are in the music industry. I happen to know them. And, you know, Tupac did his thing. And I've always been a fan, yeah. so it's all good. I mean, um, you're right. And I, I think, you know, just our generation just lost, uh, you know, a, a great soul, a great person who who really could have, uh, I think, done bigger things. But what got you into music? Like, how did you end up in music and, and, and managing talent? Like, what got you into that space? I uh, I finished school from Florida A&M University, uh, and I had a degree in business and a minor in marketing. And I got a job with uh, Pfizer Pharmaceutical up in New York. Uh, and I knew I had a desire to always be in entertainment because always, you know, through concerts when I was 13, mm-hmm. 14 years old in Detroit, I was promoting parties and, and got to throw my own parties and, so I've done everything I wanted to do uh, kind of before I got into the game. But one thing I always wanted to do was be a DJ. It took a little while to get the money up. But, of course, once you go into corporate America and you got your degree and all nine, money is not that hard to come across. So once I right. got into DJing, I kind of knew that I wanted to step totally away from doing the whole nine-to-five thing in corporate America. And uh, from there, I just made a decision. And then one day I just uh, – decided that I was not going to work for Pfizer anymore and kind of came up with a plan to get myself out of that company. And then from there, I had a a chance uh, meeting with a guy that went to college with me, and I just didn't know at the time. But he happened to live on the same block as me on 132nd and Lenox in in Harlem. It happened to be a professor needles. Oh, you're definitely a New Yorker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I lived there. I lived in New York for like, uh, what, five, six years. Wow, you're a friend to the room. Big shout out. (laughs) And so after that, you know, I, I met Needles, and I uh, started placing music on MTV. I met some friends that were working at MTV, and we worked on a, uh, a video for a dude that was a hit maker then, but not known as a rapper, which was Kanye West. So the first video I worked yeah. on was Through the Wire. And then right. from Through the Wire, it just kind of went, you know, from there. Well, you know what? I think it's not even I think. One thing you said just touched me. You said you got the degree, and I do tell a lot of people, you can't, you know, if you're really going to do big things in the music industry, you can't use my mans in them. You, you know, you really have to get people who are studied and, and, and have some, some, some papers and some credentials behind them. But even with you going to college, and, and big shout-out for gradu- from graduating from college, you said one day you decided. It wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you said, you're exactly, I decided. How did you get to that point? And that's what I really try to share with my listeners, that our life is really you or the person making a concerted decision and writing it out. What got you to the point where you just were like, this is what I want to do no matter what? It was the same thing that got me to the point of being at Pfizer and all the other companies I worked at before then. I, when I was 17, 16, and the movie Boomerang came out, I looked at Eddie Murphy, and kind of like he said in the movie, I didn't look at him like, oh, I like you. I looked at him like, oh, it's something about that that's cool. Being a marketing guy at a big firm and, you know, getting to the money and living in the high-rise is cool. And by the time I got to, like, 23, I was living in the high-rise. I was working in the sales department. I had the company mm-hmm. car and the company cards and everything else that comes with it and all the suits and everything else. And uh, I realized I achieved my dream that I had, what, six six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. and then uh, I knew I had another dream and another aspiration, and my whole life has never been, uh, I was raised to think that if I see it and I want to do it, 
then I can do it. So I've done everything from ski to ice skate to baseball to basketball. Good to for you. Any, anything you can think of. So my family was really built on that. So it was kind of ingrained in me, and I don't believe in, like, uh, in dreaming and not going after and putting the steps in place to achieve the dream. And that's kind of how it came together. You know what? You're you're lucky. You're you're lucky, and, and as was I, and 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 a select few, because I I come across so many people where they want to be in the space where they have confidence in themselves to say, this is what I want to do. I am making a decision, but their family doesn't get it, and they're so non-supportive that it makes the it makes the journey that much more difficult. So so that's a blessing. My mom was the same way. She was like, girl, you could take over the world. And I really thought yeah. I could. <laughs> you know and that's what I'm the best saying? way like, to, really... uh, to raise a kid or raise a person, period, or even just instill in your friends and family. Uh, I don't – my family, we, we have positive and negative reinforcement, meaning mm-hmm. if you say you go do something and you don't do it, a person is not going to just look at you and say, oh, it's okay that you didn't achieve it. They'll kind of chastise you. So mm-hmm. in order not to be chastised, you start something, you finish something. And I kind of come from, you know, single-parent mm-hmm. home, just a mother there, great example. I follow her route. She went to FAMU. I went to FAMU. My grandmother went to FAMU. So when people be like, they, it's 2011 and it's your first generation going to college, well, I'm three generations in. And right. the whole mind state is totally different. My mom's an educator, right. so education was, like, always a big part of my life. So studying and and learning things by reading and having my own initiative to learn, it kind of changed uh, the way I live my life. You know, it's, it, you're right. I, I, I was interviewing, um, I had a show about, what was it, Tiger Woods, about a year and a half ago, and and my guest said that, you know, his life turned out, he, it was a little challenging, and the whole Tiger Woods thing was in the news. And he said, you know what, if I had Tiger Woods' dad, I would, be in, I would probably play golf as well. People don't understand there's such a strong umbilical cord, visible or invisible, that links you to your family heritage. My son mm-hmm. is graduating, my youngest son is graduating from high school um, on Wednesday, and my grandmother said to him, well, what are you going to do? And the first thing he's like, I don't know. I'll just probably go in business like my mom. And that's good. And you you lead by example, and that's how Mm -hmm. uh, people got to understand it. In order to raise a kid properly, the best thing is to show them what they can achieve and give them good examples and then give them assistance along the way. When I was in college, I don't care if my family or certain members of my family were on welfare. When it came, my birthday came. When it came to see me a care package, I got something from cousins across the yep. nation, from aunties, from everybody. When my graduation came, my grandmother was there, my mother was there, my family mm-hmm. has come to my graduations from all across the nation for high school and for college. So when you were reinforced like positive, that's what you get out of people. You get positive. Mm-hmm. And even if they deviate, you know, even if they do deviate at some point, they have mm-hmm. to come back to the foundation. You have yeah. to come back to the foundation. I don't yeah, my family is full of educators it. and, you know, people that have went the wrong way too. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's human and we give everybody a shot. I got family that's come up, you know, the hard way. And uh, I got family I'm very proud of to the day, like my cousin Rico. I, I visited Houston as I moved out to L.A. And uh, I mm-hmm. saw him with his family. He's raised as, a, you know, one of three children. He has a family. He has three children. Big, dumb, mm-hmm. nice house. Graduated from college, 
you know, did everything he was supposed to do. Uh, but I know where he come from, and I'm from Detroit. And anybody that's been in Detroit yep. knows that if you're from the city of Detroit, not Southfield or uh, Bloomfield Hills, like in the city, it's a hard life. And uh, wow. it is what it is. Yep. Well, I think I, I want to just kind of move into a little bit more about your career um, mm-hmm. in music. You know, it, it's not easy uh, to, to to have a career in music. Um, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, when you had worked with Kanye or Through the Wire, like how did you find your way in the industry? Because I come across, I have to tell people, I'm almost going to put on my business card, please don't give me a demo because there's nothing I can do with it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I met Dewan when I was KRS-One's personal assistant, and people used to hand me demos all the time. I'm like, I can't do anything with this. But I had to eventually find my way in the industry, and I I just happened to really love brand management, brand development. I love hosting my own show. We we celebrate actually three years of this show this month. How did you find your way in the industry? Like, how did you find your lane? It was a mix of, uh, you know, street smarts and education and just being mm-hmm. who I am. Uh, and you also have to open your mouth up and speak to your friends and family and people that's around you. Like, my, I can directly say how my career starts. Like, it starts from me moving to New York, right, having an aspiration to be in a game. I pledge Alpha. One of my mm-hmm. Alpha brothers that also went to school with me was uh, interning for another firm, I think, J.P. Uh, Morgan Chase, the same time mm-hmm. I was in New York. Uh, he had a good friend that uh, was also Alpha that went to NC State that was interning mm-hmm. for uh, Hudson. And Hudson at the time was doing the Bella Mafia album for Lil' Kim. Oh, wow. So he was yeah. running around with Lil' Kim all the time, right? So in between being with Lil' Kim, the rest of the time he was with us. And so at one point I asked him, and one of my other boys that was one of his good long lifetime friends about getting in the game. One of the other friend worked at MTV. And my boy, which is Chris Wade, he runs a bunch of branding for all these big liquor companies. Like, if you've been mm-hmm. to the Red Star Soul uh, tour that Heineken does mm-hmm. each year or Lady Hennessy, that's the guy that's actually helping build those tours and put it together. So, wow. you know, he told me, yo, you should go to this barbershop to get your hair cut. At that barbershop, sitting next to me was my boy, uh, Reality. That became a and R S R C and a real dope producer oh, and somebody I started the Faces in the Crowd showcase with. And then below the barbershop uh, on uh, 125th and, like, uh, I forgot the name. I think it's, like, Legends or something like that. But right below the barbershop was my first producer, Nick Rusher. And I met him down there and also met Claude Kelly and a bunch of other people. And that's how my career went on. Like, you know, it's like as simple no. as. If you got if your stars aligned, right, then you go mm-hmm. where you're supposed to go and you're at the right place at the right time. And when you're there, you're not just there in the room, like you or your presence is known, you, you put out there what you're trying to achieve, you come with a kind heart and you come with a clear mind and you're willing to help other people achieve their goal, then you'll be straight. But the minute you get off track and yep. just say, Yo, I'm I vastly want to be in this entertainment game, well, there's a billion different jobs you can do. You know, you got to pick out which one's going to be best for you. I figure with street smarts, business sense, and good leadership, management would be the place I can go. And the thing I knew about management was I touch all phases of an artist's career. And once you know, right. understand all phases of a person's career, you know how to run multiple artists through the proper phases to get them to be successful. And that's yep. 
how I make my money. You know, I, I, I just, you have to come back to the show because I absolutely love speaking with you, and I'm definitely going to kick it with you more behind the scenes. But so many things that you're saying is exactly what I say every day. You have to be in the right place at the right time, and I believe you have to be fully present in the moment. Because uh-huh. we're so busy letting our mind race. Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta do this. And you're missing the gems that are right in front of you. I say uh-huh. that all the time. And based on what you just said, you're like, oh, I was in the barber shop, and such and such happened to be there, and then such and such, and then this person, and then and then before you know it, the universe just kind of lines things up for you based upon what you said and what you decided to do. And the formula, quite frankly, to me, really isn't that difficult. It's just discovering what the formula is. What do you think about that? I, I agree. I think, I mean, you know, I think majority of people really want life to be kind of handed to them. And I do too. Mm-hmm. I wish I could just sit down and do nothing, right? But critical thinking and, and kind of figuring out, like if you say you want to get money, you got to figure out how you go get money. Some people don't mm-hmm. sit down and just sit and figure out for hours how they go get money. The reason why I've been up, I've been up, I haven't went to sleep. So I've been up since I was up, I guess, yesterday around like 9. Wow. So we about to almost hit 24 hours. But yeah. most of the time when I can't sleep, that means I'm in the bed and I'm thinking about either my life or how to strategize myself through something. And that's what wow. you got to do. You can't look for a handout. People to help you, but you got to be willing to help them. I'm not going to bring on an intern or bring on a person to uh, overrun my company or give mm-hmm. me all their ideas or I'm going to take from them. It's going to be a mutual thing, and if you're not bringing nothing to the table, you can't sit down and eat, and that's what the game is right. about. Right. How can people find you? Are you on Twitter? Are you on? Because I want to put oh, yeah, this I'm, in I'm on the, Twitter. Um, uh, I go by Music Jones on Twitter. So I'm at music, M-U-S-I-C-J-O-N-E-S. Twitter.com slash music Jones. Is it all one word? Music Jones, right? No, it's just music Jones. On Twitter, it's just, you know, at music Jones or twitter.com at music Jones. Uh, That's the best way to find me because I'm literally on there, like, you know, majority of the time. I have free time. I want to talk about an event coming up. Uh, And then from there, you can pretty much see my thought pattern, what I'm doing, what I'm going through and uh, see the different ventures I have and the different artists I work with, too. Well, that's what's up. I just friended you. So everybody go to at uh, Music Jones, and you'll see um, Delaney in the T-shirt that says White Men Can Jump <laughs> with <Yeah>. Larry Bird. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's what's up. That's and I'm gonna me, actually. Also... I do this, uh, this event called Pin Up each month out here in L.A., and that's me sitting down kind of hosting the event with my partner, Sean Beasley, but you just see me in that shot right there. Does that mean I, I have a friend when I come to L.A.? Yeah, just hit me up. Let me know. Let me know when you come out to me. Yo, Duan, we got to go out to L.A. I just hit him up in the chat room. <laughs> Yo, Delaney, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I mean, definitely you have a, a, a invite to come back to the Cyber Morning Show anytime because I think you're – the wisdom that you share. And it, it, and the cool thing about it is that you're so fly. It just, it's just like who you are. It's like it's not rocket science. It's just, you know, what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So give, give everybody a, a, a word of wisdom or a tip that they can take away, um, you know, so they to, to help them on their journey because that's what this show is really about. The show is really about the journey of life and possibilities, mm-hmm. and, and I think your spirit definitely embodies that. 
Well, I went through one uh, instance in life, I guess, you know, me me becoming an alpha man through college. It was a, right. a lot different from how you kind of see it on television or hear negative things about pledging. But I learned a lot, and I did pledge, like the full-on pledge thing. It was the hardest thing I could do probably, but one of the mm-hmm. things I learned from that was the use of poetry in order to keep your mind in the proper place. So I read a bunch right. of poems like uh, If by Roger Kepling, or it's a, it's a, a poem that's unknown authored with uh, Don't Quit. And if you read If by Roger Kepling, and if you mm-hmm. read Don't Quit, those two poems alone right now. should be giving you enough, and especially if you're a man, if you read If, because If is about what it takes to become a man and be a man, and Don't Quit is about the undying spirit and not letting them like, knock you down. Because a lot of times, I think a lot of people's blessings or stars are going to align one step. But sometimes they don't take that one step and they right. quit. And you never, right. you know, you can't get the reward if you don't put the risk in and the work in. So that's the, that's the number one yeah. thing. I, I think it, it boils down to the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward, the bigger the failure, but nothing is ever a failure. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's a life. It's a journey. You got life yep. to live. And so winning or losing is all relative because realistically, yep. uh, a lot of people, we all say success. You can define success how you want to. A lot of, a lot of yep. people try to put a number tag on it like, okay, if I make $100 million. Well, in the reality of it, the day you die, that $100 million means nothing to you personally anymore. It just yep. means something to everybody else that's spending your money now. So don't always judge yourself based on a number. Look at what the life and the struggle you went to, and if you got knocked down, if you got back up, and who who you helped along the way, because your story, your name, and everything will be held by either your family or the people you touch through life. And the better your story is for other people to tell, the better you live the life as a man. Wow. Thank you. Everybody, I mean, I have a... a a full chat room, so big shout-out to everybody. You're listening to my interview with Delaney Douglas. Check him out on Twitter, um, twitter.com forward slash music jones. Delaney, thank you for, for checking in with the Cyber Morning Show today, and we're definitely going to stay in touch behind the scenes, and I have to make a trip to L.A. to, to come to one of your showcases. How's that? No problem. You got to do that. You should come out for the BET Awards and all that good stuff, so whatever. Just, you know, oh, you out here, let me know what's up. Oh, you gonna be like, Dag, sorry. <laughs> I'll definitely, I'll definitely go. I have a, I have some friends in the industry that have been trying to get me to come to um, L.A. because I'm an agent by trade, and they're like, Sigh, mm-hmm. all the talent in L.A., why are you in New York? <laughs> yeah, you got to come to L.A. I mean, you know, I, I live in New York. I love New York for what it's worth. I'll tell you this, New York has the best shopping any place I've ever been. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've been a lot of places. So I love New York for the, the sneaker shops. Director shops yes. and the clothing stores. It's Century Twenty One. That's my joint yes. in like New York. You know what I'm saying? You're talking so, about Century Twenty One. I can't You're hate on New York, <laughs> but uh, L. A. L. A. Got it going on, man. You know, it's sunny yeah, and beautiful, and you can get it in uh, out here. I got to get out there. Uh, I was I was up there not too long ago uh, for a day to for a party, a, a, a nice shindig, and and. Some A-listers were like, "Sai, what are you doing? You you really wanna you wanna roll? You gotta get to L.A. So so I'm on yeah. my way, buddy. I'll let you know when I'm coming. <laughs> That's what's up. 
All right, that's what's up. Thanks for checking us out, everybody. You have been listening to Mr. Delaney Douglas. Uh, just, you know, check him out on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash music Jones. Always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. I'll see you soon. Tomorrow we're doing a live remote from the Pink Women's Conference in Times Square in New York City. And uh, until then, stay cool. It's your girl, Cy Brown. <laughs>